You're listening to Dancing Around Elephants, a podcast that talks to dancers about the elephant in the room, dance injuries. I'm Danelle Dixon, a dancer turned physical therapist, and I currently work with dancers helping them get past their challenges to access the next level of their dance careers. I'm sitting down to talk with dancers about their journey, their injuries, and how they have successfully navigated past the elephant in the room. My goal is to change the way we approach injuries in the dance community, and it all starts with a conversation. Let's get started. Hey guys, so this is our final and last episode with Mr. Malik Washington. He has taken us through a journey, y'all. He has taken us through his beginnings in dance, a lot of his many injuries and experiences as a young dancer, and also took us through a life-threatening situation that he had with a staph infection that really benched him and not only threatened his dance career, but his life. He has so much more to share with us. We're going to deep dive into the economics of dance, which we rarely talk about. So excited to share this one with you. Let's get started. So we were talking about giving back, reaching down. Yeah. How are you doing that? So I use social media a lot Mm -hmm. um, after teaching. And I teach in a lot of places now with the idea of because now I've become an international teacher Mm -hmm. from teaching in Australia and things like that. I have students in Australia. Mm-hmm. I have students in North Carolina. I have students in uh, Haiti. Mm-hmm. Uh, and kids that come and take my class at the Broadway Dance Center mm-hmm. is also another extension for me to reach out because they're coming to Broadway Dance Center from all corners of the earth. Right. And there's right. students that are there that are um, uh, doing like a three-month uh, international program. Mm-hmm. So they come from internationally. They train there and they ask for us to be mentors. Yeah. I mentor so many students. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it is very important because I had so many mentors. Yes. And I give them the real deal. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm like, what you want? Mm -hmm. What do you want to see? And I give them gifts. Mm -hmm. Like, not gifts like, oh, here's a present. No, I take them to shows. Mm -hmm. I give them discount tickets to go see Sleep No More when I was in it. Like, if I was teaching, I'm like, yo, these are some tools that we're using in Sleep No More. If anybody wants to see the show, please let me know. I will get you discount tickets. Mm -hmm. And I let them come. I think the knowledge of the things that I have and the things that I've seen and know that is more important than, okay, point your feet here. Yeah. Your leg up here. We still do that. Yeah. We still get there. Mm-hmm. But I think when I have a connection with them and they're like, yo, this person cares. Yes. It's yes. like every teacher that I had that I thought cared about me so much that mm-hmm. I worked harder yes. for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is one of the ways that I do it. Uh, I'm also a part of a lot of different foundations. Mm-hmm. I just told you about one that I taught at uh, maybe two days ago before I came here um, mm-hmm. called the Paige Frazier Foundation. Okay. Uh, and my friend Paige Frazier, who's also from the Bronx, grew up with scoliosis. Yeah. And if you don't know what scoliosis is, it's when your spine is curved in a certain way that uh, it might disable you from doing certain things. When she was younger, she was told that she might not be able to dance. Right. She found a doctor mm-hmm. that worked with dancers. Mm-hmm. See, find your person that you need mm-hmm. that worked with dancers that has scoliosis, like Wendy Whalen. Mm-hmm. And now she's been a professional dancer for over 10 years. Amazing. And she mm-hmm. just did an Intel commercial three years ago for uh, uh, Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You probably saw it. And like she's gotten so many hints, but now she's worked for Nike. She's worked for all these different things. So you tell someone that they can't do something, and then they turn that can't to can. Mm-hmm. And then they turn the can to can do more. 
and then they turn the can do more, can do more to help others. Yes. It's yeah. always a passage that keeps taking a step, and I call it the ladder of success. Mm-hmm. You take that first step that's really hard. Yeah. Then the second step is still harder, but it was a it was a lot a little bit easier than that last step we took. Mm-hmm. And then another, mm-hmm. and then another, and then another. And I always make my kids go like this. I'm like, where'd you start today? They go here. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, where are you gonna go tomorrow? They go here. Awesome. That's awesome. I love that. I I entirely love that. The one thing that I see, and I've said this before, the one thing that I see that is lacking is dancers don't lack teachers. They lack leaders. Mm -hmm. They lack people who invest in them. Mm -hmm. They lack people who mentor them. Not from a get your leg here and this is how you get this angle. Not from that perspective, but in let's talk about the bigger picture of life. Do you know what I mean? And I feel like the younger we can capture those dancers, and really instill in them the values and the things that are needed to last in this industry is a way more successful we're going to be as dancers, mm-hmm. as artists, as mm-hmm. entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. and as business people. The business of dance, which I'm that's a whole other that's a whole other two hours of conversation <laughs> that we can get into that I won't get into today. But I think it's so important because all of these things in terms of where you're going, where you when you understand where you're going to end yeah. up. You're going to start doing very different processes in order to get there. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as that. And when it comes to the injury spectrum of things, because dancers are never thinking of the end road, you're just thinking of the next now, best thing. Yeah. They don't realize that, hey, that thing that you're foregoing to get to the next best thing is what you need to get to the end, which is your body. And I have you know? those conversations. That's also another way that I'm mm-hmm. trying to help these, uh, to help the students and uh, not even students, my peers as well. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people that get into like bad injuries, they hit me up, mm-hmm. or I reach out to them, and I'm like, "Yo, I know you're, I know you're, you're beating yourself up right now." Yeah, and it's it's never like the actual the, the thing about it is not the physical pain; it's the mental damage that you do to yourself. Oh yeah, sitting there thinking that yo, I can't do this anymore, I won't be able to. Mm-hmm. And I just reach out and be like, "Listen, man, I know when I was sick, there was a lot of people that reached out to me, but no one said these words to me." You are only here for a moment. Yeah. It's only now. It's only it's only a moment. It's only a period of time. And how you look at this time, you can either look at... And I tell people, I'm like, when I was sitting in that hospital, I was no longer a dancer, so I had to become a businessman. Mm-hmm. I had to start writing emails and sending things to people because now I have to work without actually physically showing you that I can do what I do. So how am I still... Um, valuable and it was my information so I started going to schools and talking to students I started uh, emailing schools to be like hey if you want me to come in and teach a master class I'll bring in two assistants mm-hmm. and you know we'll talk about you know uh, health and all these things and it was just like I s- totally started to think of things in a new way mm-hmm. so that's why I was saying my angels were preparing me like putting me in another uh, another destination of like yo this is what you can do as well yeah yeah awesome stuff I, I, I completely love it okay so moving on what three essential things do you think every dancer should know about their body to be successful Ooh. give me three distill it down rice rice okay you, if you don't know what rice is rest ice compression elevation okay that's number one that's uh, number one because if you get injured in any type of thing like that, <laughs> do that first and you, you'll be all right. You'll be saving yourself. Mm-hmm. Know about their body. Number two, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> know your worth. Know your worth. <laughs> Tell me more about that. 
That is so interesting. Tell well, me more about that. Well, because I know it's not something that's a, a physical attribute, but mm-hmm. um, I, I think a lot of dancers, uh, and that's a sad thing, you still think of yourself as a dancer. So you think that you are worth less than actors. You mm-hmm. think that you're worth less than um, someone that is creating or choreographing everything. No, I know your work. If you are putting in hard work, then you should get paid for that. Uh, there's no idea of me just doing uh, shows for free. Like, so let man. <laughs> okay, tell me the third one, then we come back to that one uh, because that's gold right there. Tell third me the third one, one. Third one. Uh, mm-hmm. To know about their bodies. Yo, study your body. Uh, no anatomy. Like, I, I need to know what joints, muscles are. And because if something's ailing me or hurting me, I should be able to go to a doctor and explain to them, this is my, you know, uh, patella and it is hurting me on mm-hmm. my, this mm-hmm. muscle and so on and so on. Obviously, right. I haven't taken my uh, anatomy class in a while. <laughs> but, like, if I need to, I have mm-hmm. a friend that is a physical therapist and I literally just go to her. Mm-hmm. Or the idea of, like, having someone that you trust knows your body. Like having a PT that you can go to if something's ailing you or you can call them and be like, mm-hmm. hey, if I'm having an injury here or this is hurting, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically having a resource for yourself. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Backtrack. So guys, sorry. No, you're fine. So know your worth. We, we, we got to talk about that. <laughs> so you're 31. Yeah, man. When did you start professionally dancing and being paid for it? <laughs> so not even professionally dancing. I was a child actor. Your child actually. So by the time, so your path is a little bit different from yeah, most people. Yeah. So. So so how do we? So how do you transmit that to someone who's not a child actor right. who's just dancing? At what point do they start really thinking about the finances behind dance in terms of I'm not doing a rehearsal for free. Well, I'm not being you know like like how when when does that happen? Okay, so there's two things in this. Um, if you are young, you're supposed to be doing it free, in somewhat, in some in some kind of facet, like. If this is like you're at a dance school mm-hmm. and you are performing, that is also you learning. Um, I don't think I started tapping into me getting paid as in, until Miss Greer was like, no, I should pay you for this. Mm-hmm. Or when I was in college, I was doing Nutcrackers and they were pay- and I was looking at how much my checks were for doing like a Harlequin piece. And I was like, are you serious? Mm-hmm. I get paid this much. I was getting paid more than what I made at Urban Outfitters and what other friends were making at their nine-to-five jobs. And I was only dancing for, like, two hours. Mm -hmm. So I was just like, is this what I'm worth? Mm -hmm. And it started to click on my head. Mm -hmm. So then when other people would ask me to teach, they would ask me for my wages. Mm -hmm. Like, how much do I charge? And I was like, oh, I got to get paid to teach. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. And then I would start, I would ask other friends how much they get paid. Right. And then I would know who my friends were, and they might have done So You Think You Can Dance, Mm -hmm. or... They danced on Broadway, and I'd be like, yo, let me see mm-hmm. if I can push the envelope right. and ask for maybe $50 more dollars than what they would get. Mm-hmm. People would say yes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why'd you say? And I asked someone, too. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why'd you say yes? Mm-hmm. They were like, oh, I read your resume. Wow. On, on that alone, they were like, yeah. I, I saw the people you worked with. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of those people, I'm trying to get into this room. Mm-hmm. But I can't afford them. Mm-hmm. But I can afford you. Wow. Woo! <laughs> Changed everything. I literally had a one woman that, oh, when I, I remember I dropped out of Boston Conservatory. Mm-hmm. I went back to Boston Conservatory with Kyle Abraham. Uh-huh. Kyle was teaching the class. I was his assistant. He made it very clear. He was like, you have to come with me mm-hmm. because this is going to show them you do not have to take the same path as everyone else. Right. We were sitting in the office and Kathy, who was the 
dean of dance, but now is the dean of Berkeley and Boston Conservatory oh, wow. together. Uh-huh. She sat in the room and she told me, she was like, hey, uh, I want you to come back mm-hmm. to school. I want you to come and get your degree. And I was like, oh, that'd be cool, but I'm still dancing. Mm-hmm. She's like, all right, you take your time. She's like, but besides that, I also want you to become a quarterback. Mm-hmm. And I was like, me? Mm-hmm. She's like, yeah, because I can't afford him. And Kai was sitting in the room. Mm-hmm. And I thought like, oh, no, don't say that. No, no, that's crazy. No, no, no. You know, being a dancer again. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he was like, that is a good idea. And I was like, what? He's yeah. like, girl, get your money. Yeah. Get your education. Mm-hmm. He was like, this woman is trying to give you something for free 99. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, it, now all the cogs started opening up in my brain. Yeah, that's awesome. For all the ideas that things that I'm like, oh, this woman, and she's at the school that I dropped out of wants me to work here. Do other colleges want this information too? Yes. And then it started spreading. So yes. once I started making work, um, and work that I like, you know, like I love, I love contemporary dance, but mm-hmm. it never really spoke to me because it wasn't my story. And until I started doing pieces like Live, The Realist MC, The Radio Show, uh, Camille's Tolerance or mm-hmm. Inc., I didn't start seeing, I didn't see our stories. So I started creating work that I saw my stories. Like mm-hmm. I love beatboxing. Right. I love hip hop. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started working with all cats from LaGuardia, dancers, and I would take some of the guys that I knew that were rappers and I would have them actually make poetry. Wow. And I would still have them rap. And I'm like, all right, let's put this together with these two dancers mm-hmm. and let's see if we can make a love triangle. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and they were like, what's the story? And I was like, oh, this is my dad. Mm-hmm. And I would pull from things that I, I remember I knew. looking at that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo, let's let's pull from my dad and my mm-hmm. mom, their story of making me. And I was a mistake. Mm-hmm. And I didn't find out about that until my mom started showing me pictures of her wedding day. Mm-hmm. And she was so stern in her face and her belly was big. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait, were you pregnant? Mm-hmm. When you got married? And mm-hmm. she's like, yeah. And I was like, you never told me this. I am 30. Mm-hmm. Finding out this information. So I used it instead yeah. of like going away from it and people going, now nah, you should make more peace about that. Just like do some quick. And I'm like, nah, man, that doesn't feel, it doesn't feel right to me. Right. So I started doing things that like opened up my heart. And then I started curating that. Mm-hmm. I started seeing works that I liked. And I was just saying, I think more people need to see this. So I started making shows. Mm-hmm. I started putting shows together. And people would come, and people would randomly just call me and be like, mm-hmm. hey, I got a space for you. Do you want it on this date? Yeah. You can do whatever you want. And I'm like, huh? So that was my worth. It wasn't me defining what my worth is. It was other people telling me what they thought I was worth or, and then me reevaluating it mm-hmm. and saying, okay, I see you on this, yeah. but I'm worth double. So how do we get young dancers to get who have there. not had your experience right. to get to there? Um, what would be some things that you would guide them to? to start thinking about to get to that point. Because I think that that end point is very different for everyone. I think the idea of what makes you unique Mm -hmm. or the other idea is whatever you think your flaw is, it is your greatest accomplishment. Strengthen your flaws Mm -hmm. and then then I think you'll stand out even more. Because I thought I was flawed because my father was incarcerated for 18 years. My brother was incarcerated for five. Mm-hmm. Every male in my family went to jail. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought, okay, you're, you're just going to be a plain thug, mm-hmm. you know? Um, <laughs> and now as a dancer, that is like my ultimate thing that people call me for. Mm-hmm. They need a strong black man mm-hmm. that is classically trained, but can also act mm-hmm. and has a good sense of, you know, self. Mm-hmm. I thought that was my flaw because I didn't look like everyone else. 
Right. But now it is the thing that I'm the go-to person for that. Yeah. And because I did something like Sleep No More, where I was the first African-American man in an immersive show, mm-hmm. anything that's immersive in New York, people are like, yo, there's an audition for an immersive show. I already put your name on the list. They're already looking for you. They want you to do your own private audition. That's awesome. And I would get kept for things, and I would mm-hmm. be like, being in rooms with people that I never thought I would be in a room with. Yeah, that's awesome. So, so it's really about finding what's unique about you. Yeah, like don't shy away from it. Like, yo, if you loud and you mad crazy and you a little ratchet, cool. There's a company out there for you. Yeah. But also understand, know the rules. Because, oh, I tell my students this all the time. If you know all the rules, you know how to bend them. From a fellow bender to another bender. I hear that. I break all the rules, mm-hmm. but I, the only reason I'm allowed to is because I did all the work. Mm-hmm. By doing all the work, you learn all the rules, so then when see, people start to see you create your own rules, they're like, oh, wow, it's more intriguing to them because you're taking all the information that they gave you, and then now you're revamping it. And that's why we have great entrepreneurs that the only reason we would have Facebook or Instagram or anything is because someone saw MySpace and they thought they could make it better. Yes. So I'm looking at contemporary dance and I'm looking at art and I'm like, yo, how do I fuse that? I go to every museum in any state that I go to. Mm -hmm. When I'm in another state, another country, first thing I do is go to three museums in like two days Mm -hmm. and then I rest and I sit at the beach because I'm going to reflect on all those artworks that I saw. How could I take that and put that on stage? I'm literally looking at that and I always think that because I'm an only child, when I was a kid sitting in my room and I used to make up dances or play sword fighting and things like that and want to be a ninja, I was like, why is my imagination so wild and that's a bad thing? Mm-hmm. Because no one else had an imagination like that. And now I am a mad scientist in my own head when I think of, I see one thing and I'm like, I can take that one thing and create a two-hour ballet. Yes, brain. yes, that's awesome. That's awesome. Guys, if you're not following <laughs> this dude, you better get on it. No, seriously, <laughs> like, there, there, are, there, there are dancers and again, if you know me very well, I'm pretty honest. They're dancers, they're choreographers, they're artists. This guy is a rare combination of all of them, but more importantly than anything, he is an artist. And that is something that I particularly hold pretty near and dear to my experience in dance because I've also loved that part of it. Way more than the how much can you point your feet. I mean, you got to do your technique. Let's, let's get it right, guys. You got to have that. However, this is way more intriguing because it's, it's the mystery of the art form. It's how do we communicate and how do we touch each other. It's by doing stuff like this, right. you know, and telling different stories and telling different engagements that's going to speak to us a different way. There's a reason why we keep going to the movies. We want to hear another story. And, and this is a story of our lives being produced in real time. And mind you, you, right here. you see some of these stories and they're just revamped. Like, it's the same thing. It's the same movie over and over, but you still go to see it. Yeah, like Redbox. You should watch it. No. Man, the memes are the memes it all, are on point, and I was like, I don't even watch it. It all movie. worthwhile. It I makes it all worthwhile. Like it's, it's hilarious. But shout out to Samuel. But yeah. like, even when you see the whole thing about like Mary Poppins, mm-hmm. like this is the second Mary Poppins. How many Spider Mans do they have? Yeah. And, and this is the first one that we've seen. That there's a black Spider Man. And yep. I took my little six-year-old cousin to go see it, and mm-hmm. he he's basically a, a mini me, mm-hmm. and I'm so intrigued to like watch him grow up now. Yeah, because just watching him and hearing him talk, I'm just like, 
I never, never really wanted children. And like after seeing him, I'm like, oh my God, if I could have one like this, mm-hmm. like what would happen? What he could be president, and that's where I think I get excited about the future mm-hmm. and what's going to come up next. The mystery of what's next. Yeah. That's what we're all looking for. Yeah. yeah. All right, plugging on, plugging on. Okay, so. What's the one thing you think could be done to change the way injuries impact dancers that's performing on this and take us to the next level? Yo, why don't we teach those in uh, college courses? Like, they, they teach, you know what uh, I mean? Like, it's so interesting that the college curriculum mm-hmm. does not include you also be- becoming knowledgeable in physical therapy. So, so just to be clear, are you talking about a dance education curriculum or are you talking about a wider college I'm curriculum? I'm talking about wider, wider mm-hmm. college curriculum of mm-hmm. teaching, like, there should be a physical therapy mm-hmm. like seminar or like course yes. in every year. Yes. What's the benefit of that? Because then these students will learn how not to get injured. Like they will learn how to, and if they do get injured, they will mm-hmm. learn how to like recover mm-hmm. from that injury safely. Yes. You know, because mm-hmm. most of these students are like, oh, no, I'll just go get, you know, I'll just stretch and I'll be good. Mm-hmm. No, that ain't enough. Yeah, and yeah. the stretch that you're doing is probably damaging more than anything. Yep. And I didn't learn these things until I sat on that PT table at Sleep No More. And by that time, I was already 28. Yep. 29. Yep. And it's too late. Yeah. It's not too late. You know, you can always learn something new. But if I would have known that at 15. You would have gone so much further. Uh, my body would have been different as well. Yes. I would have learned how to stretch. It. And, mm-hmm. it, you, and we're not looking at, you're, you're looking at PT as like, oh, that's just to go and heal me. No. Physical therapy is also to strengthen mm-hmm. and to elongate certain ligaments and lines and all those things that you want. You want to keep your leg up here. Sitting in a split for half an hour is not doing that. Yeah, it, it just isn't. And I tell my dancers this all the time. I'm like, listen, dance 20 years ago, what you're doing now, maybe you can get away. Right. Dance today, that is this fast paced, it's faster, it's more athletic, it's more cardiovascular intensive. There's no way that doing 30 minutes of a bar at that tempo and then doing maybe 20, you know, maybe 10 minutes, 10 minutes of a pre leg on a bar, the leg was going to prepare you for what you need to do in terms of just sleeping more, right. just in terms of running up those stairs mm-hmm. over and over again, seven days a week, or if you're doing a Broadway show, yep. where you have that repetition over and over again, it does not prepare you for that. Uh, you have to do more. I think we, uh, I think I learned it, and I, uh, people used to call me crazy, because mm-hmm. when I went to Springboard that first summer, mm-hmm. I was so, I felt like I was so behind everyone else, because everyone else went to Juilliard, everyone mm-hmm. else was at Purchase College, and I was already a professional dancer. Mm-hmm. I was in my, uh, at City Dance, that was like my second third year mm-hmm. um i used to work out mm-hmm. before class like come in with the resistance bands do the motion for the arms do plies and mm-hmm. like uh jumps and stuff like that and people used to look at me like i was crazy yeah and this was before the ballet class mm-hmm. and then i would take the ballet class and i'm turning i'm jumping i got that energy and people are a little sluggish mm-hmm. and my teachers would come up to me afterwards and go wow man you're amazing i love mm-hmm. your energy i love your veracity and i'm like oh, okay cool thanks you know, and I wasn't doing it for them. I wasn't doing it to impress anybody. I just thought I needed to work harder than everyone else. Wow. And it's now awesome. when I'm like in a class and stuff, I take ballet and I'm busting up push-ups in between while the teacher is giving the demonstration. I'm looking to the side, mm-hmm. learning the combination while also doing push-ups mm-hmm. and like running. And people are looking at me and I'm wearing a fitted a hoodie mm-hmm. and like some sweatpants. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you walk into a ballet class, most people are like, I've gotten stares, mm-hmm. I've gotten looks like crazy. Mm-hmm. And then 
you know, Wendy Whalen will be in the class as well. And I'm like in the in my cut, like headphones on, busting it out, doing like improv, break dancing stuff, capoeira, mm-hmm. trying to learn a little bit of karate. And then Wendy is like waving at me. She's like, come stand with me. Mm-hmm. Everyone's energy in the room changes mm-hmm. because they're like, wait, she knows this guy. Mm-hmm. This guy knows Wendy. Mm-hmm. And then they see me in class. And I'm like, yo, man, you're a beautiful dancer. And I'm like, oh, thanks. The one comment that someone gave me, and they're like, how can you dance so well with a hat on? And I was like, the same way you dance well with a tutu on. I was like, this is my safety net. Mm-hmm. This makes me feel like I'm at home. Mm-hmm. Because doing this and having to be in tights and stuff was never my thing. Yeah. I still wanted to be me, yeah. but be in the room. Yeah. And now it's like all oh, changing because I see so many kids that I know that are break dancers. And I'm like, yo, bro, take a ballet class with me. And they will. And they're they're sometimes better yeah. than certain ballet dancers because yes. they already understand their body a little bit and they have movement. Yes, that's called cross training, guys. Yes, yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, put it out there. But that's but it's awesome that you've been able to find a space for you. Mm-hmm. A lot of dancers don't find that. Mm-hmm. They don't find spaces for them. They don't find places that nurture them. They don't find mentors that that dive into them and invest in them and be like, hey, what what do you want? Right. What, what is great for you? And I think that's the one thing in the dance world that's really missing. Yes. Again, another two-hour conversation, but we'll get back to that. Okay, so we really need to have PT yeah. in, in the schools, educate dancers about their bodies. Well, not dancers, just people in yeah, general. People. In about their bodies because this is where it's going to take, this mm-hmm. is the thing that's going to save them yeah. in the long run. And I also Got think it. if the schools... Um, have opportunities for students to talk to other uh, professionals mm-hmm. that were injured and like there, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because we always think we look at these amazing artists and we're like, oh, they've never been injured. Everything mm-hmm. has been perfect in their life because they don't speak about it. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like there's no communication. So yeah. if we like sat down and you talk to a dancer that you thought is like the boss mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, well, wait, you've been broken how many times? Exactly. How many times did you come back? And you, and you still got up and you right. still do these amazing things. That's the whole point of this podcast. Yeah. I knew it needed to be done. I knew that people needed to hear you say that. Right. I knew it. All right, guys. So we're getting into the end. Okay, quick round. Favorite okay. dance move. Favorite dance move. Uh, uh, <laughs> Stretching. Oh, my God. I don't know. <laughs> House. I, I, and I, I, it's not a move, but mm-hmm. it's just like a genre, a, a, a mm-hmm. feeling. Like going to house club, uh, mm-hmm. house music clubs like Cielo and mm-hmm. uh, Funk Box and just watching other people move. I get so much inspiration by seeing them yeah. just do like da, 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 the footwork in itself, mm-hmm. you know. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I like that. No one has said that. I like that. Okay. Favorite performance. Oh, are you killing me? Pick <laughs> <laughs> one, pick one. You know what? One of your favorites. One of my favorite. I just mm-hmm. went to go see it again. My other friend, uh, he's doing my role at Sleep No More. Mm-hmm. Being Banquo at Sleep No More is probably one of the my all-time favorite things I've ever done in my life. Like, trust me, I love what I'm doing now. I love Chameleon Brown. I love dancing for Kyle. But I think Sleep No More was the home of everything uh-huh. I got to physically move mm-hmm. I was an actor and then I love seeing girls chase me okay because the people have to walk behind yeah. you so it was yeah. like if I walk and I would stop and then turn around people would like stop and they would turn around too I was in control of other human beings without even saying a word yeah and now I learned how to do that and take that and put it on stage yeah Ooh. I, I gotta see sleep no more now, guys. We gotta see sleep yeah, no go more. Yeah, go see sleep no more. You're gonna give the, he's gonna put give us the information. Yeah, for I that. got you. I got you. Okay, favorite dancer and why? 
favorite dancer and why mm-hmm. you make that? That's so hard. One of my One of my. I'm gonna have to mm-hmm. two. I'm gonna, I'm gonna okay, give me two. Camille A. Brown. Mm-hmm. I've seen Camille dance since I was 16 years old with uh, Ron Brown, mm-hmm. and I've followed her entire career. Every show that she did, all the shows that I wasn't in, um, I've seen all of them. And then uh, it's just her tenacity. It's like this lady can't really do anything. You see her, she's like small, right? She's tiny, tiny, mm-hmm. but powerhouse. Mm-hmm. And I think she was the first person that made me realize, even though I was small, I had a lot of power inside of me, and I used it. Uh, second person I would say is Desmond Richardson. Yes. Desmond is mm-hmm. God to me because mm-hmm. he was the first male that I saw that did not take the uh, generic road of going to college and he danced for everyone. If you think I'm versatile, look at that man's bio. He just turned 50 like two weeks ago. I know. Yeah. And this he's dude looks like he's like 25. He outdances 25 year olds. Uh, his body physically is like what I wanted for my entire like the feet, the legs, extension, all that. But his heart for the arts is uh, tremendous. He was mm-hmm. the first teacher that I really had, um, the first uh, Complexions first summer program where I learned uh, not to mark. And he turned around, and he was like, never mark. He was like, he was like, because the person that's marking in the room is the person that's going to be lost. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, what? Not, like, everything I did after that was full out. So now they call me full out Felicia. Um, ah, like, full out Yo, I can't mark anything. Like, even, <laughs> even with Camille, Camille's like, She's like, okay, this is a mark, and everyone's like, Malik, and I'm like, listen, because if I mark, it's going to look sloppy. It's going to look like I don't care, and because when you say mark in my brain, that means relax. Yeah. And she's like, no, nah, I just want you to do it, like, you know, with strong effort, and I'm like, yeah, effort, me, effort is 100. It's, yeah. I don't know anything less than that. So, on and off with this guy. I love it. I love it. Okay, best dance injury resource. Ooh. The Harkness Center in New York City. Okay. Tell me why. Um, the Harkness Center is really mm-hmm. great because they are part of uh, DRA, mm-hmm. Dancers Responding to AIDS. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of great um, uh, organizations in New York City that help dancers find resources to get um, HIV testing or to get medicine or mm-hmm. to get um, an x-ray if you don't have health insurance and things like that. So, uh, Harkness Dance Center. Awesome. Sure. Love it. I love it. Harkness. Okay. So, you're going to finish this phrase. I wish I could. I wish I could mm-hmm. mm, I wish I could give more. Wow. Uh, that's, like, that's deep. Yeah. Someone who's thirty one has given this much. I wish I could give more. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like or have more time. I mm-hmm. wish I could, I wish I had more had more time. Mm-hmm. Have more time. Mm-hmm. You know, in a day. To like do more things. Like I, I really want to be like a teacher in the Bronx mm-hmm. and still be able to tour and still be able to like do commercials and stuff like that. It's hard though. Yeah. Like even finding the time to have for myself, mm-hmm. that usually gets put on the back burner mm-hmm. because someone will ask, "Hey, we would love for you to come and teach these kids." Yeah, I'm gonna do it. I love kids, mm-hmm. and and I, it's the whole thing of the social media too. Most people think I, like when you have like a a lot of followers and stuff like that. You're not a down-to-earth person. I don't ever tell people mm-hmm. like what my followers are mm-hmm. until I actually have a conversation with them. Yeah. And then I'm like, yo, let's follow each other on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And then they look and they go, yo, you have like a lot of followers. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm well-known. Mm-hmm. And, and they're like, yeah, but you're so cool. And I'm mm-hmm. like, that's the thing. We're using this as the tool is using. Yeah, exactly. So I want to give more without mm-hmm. feeling like I have to like give so much of myself. Right. But, like, give enough that people will, like, feel that they can give as well. 
So what's on the what's on the horizon for you today? Um what what are you cooking on? What are you what are you working on? You know, it's like that you can share with us. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's great because dancing for Camille, I think we do a lot of outreach which helps me at the same time of giving more. Mm-hmm. Um so she has a uh organization organization called Everyone Everybody Moves. Okay. And it's like uh there's two side there's three sides of it. There's everybody moves, mm-hmm. there's black men move, mm-hmm. and there's black girls move. Okay, cool. So the idea of when they do black girl linguistic play, they mm-hmm. do a community uh, action mm-hmm. uh, class where they're teaching social dancing mm-hmm. and how social dancing is connected to Juba mm-hmm. and uh, the wing African dancing from uh, Cakewalk. Yeah. And they're giving education while also making people move yeah. and then the community is being built together. That's white, black, Asian, uh, Mexican doesn't matter if you want to come to the class. Come through. We're at, we're in North North Carolina. We're in uh, Ann Arbor, Michigan. We're going to saw uh, Pittsburgh. We're going to so many places. Mm-hmm. And we've just done. Me and Timothy Edwards, who's also a part of the company, have done um, maybe three Black Men Move classes. Mm-hmm. I've never in my life seen a room of just Black men mm-hmm. dancing together, having dialogue of what it is to be a Black man that dances. Wow. That's powerful. That's a safety net. That's powerful. Yeah. And to like, and unless you're there, you don't mm-hmm. see it. And even the photographers that take the, the are photographing the classes, they're like, they come up to us afterwards. Like, yeah, they can't. They like, you want to cry? Yeah, because some of these kids are like, I had, we had kids in there that are seventeen, and now mm-hmm. he's like, yo, man, what colleges should I look at? I'm like, yo, write me on Instagram. We'll go through a list. I'll send you the links for the yeah. places, the summer programs that you should look at because it's information. That's yeah. why the internet is so powerful. That's why uh, Instagram and Facebook are so powerful because right. there's so much information and sometimes it's not great information, it's not good information, it's fake. But if you have a reliable source that can give you information that is tangible, that you can actually go and grab and touch, mm-hmm. that is so important for these kids and for adults and for kids that are in college and they're looking for how do they get to the next step. Like, right. listen, man, I, every, look at my resume. Just read through that whole thing and be like, what's that? And go look it up. Don't wait for someone to give you the information or hand it to you. Mm-hmm. If you see someone talking about it, you have a phone. You're on that bad boy all the time anyway. So get on there. Look it up. See what's the resources. See who was a part of it, who created it, and then go follow them. It's like following the tree of uh, dance. Yes. We know who Martha Graham is. Mm-hmm. We know who Paul Taylor is. We know who Cunningham is. Do you know the people that trickle under them? Yeah. I do. Because I had to do that research. Mm-hmm. And dance history is also not a thing that is on a lot of kids' minds. But what no. they need to understand is, like, I listen to a lot of um, people that do social dances like breaking and uh, street jazz. And, and what they speak about is the lineage mm-hmm. of people that came before them and who they were, uh, who they taught and learned under. Right, right. And by learning all those people, mm-hmm. you start to learn where they're where all their little nuances comes from. Yeah. And then you have a better connection to that person. Mm-hmm. So yes, I told you who Camille is. So then you should go and look at, you know, Ron Brown. And then you should go look at Baba Chuck. Mm-hmm. And who passed and who created, like, you know, right. Dance Africa. And mm-hmm. like, yo, man, if you go through that lineage, you'll be like, oh, I got so much information. I know where to go now. Yeah. Because now you have a framework in which you work. And this to get started. Because a lot of people just had trouble getting started. Yeah. And they think, well, I just think it's one thing. Well, you know, no, you need a lot. You need a lot of data points in order to make an informed decision about what's the next best thing to do. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 
I need to get you down to Trinidad. We're going to talk about that. Yo, man, actually, my homie Tanisha mm-hmm. just went. Oh, because she's in Trinidad. She is yeah, Trinidad. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Tanisha's like the, she's like my little sister. I've known her. Yes. We both went to the party at the same time. Mm-hmm. When I was a junior, she was a freshman. Yeah. So, like, now to see her growing up and winning Princess Grace and then yeah. being voted like one of the best dancers in Europe of mm-hmm. 2018, you know, yeah. like, wow, man. And then I got to dance with her as well mm-hmm. and Kyle. So, uh, Trinidad is definitely on the list. I just did Bahamas yeah. this year. Good, nice. Yeah, so we were trying to also, um, my friend, runs his own thing in Barbados. Mm-hmm. And then I have a group of friends that run Move NYC, yeah. which is fostering about, now they're up to 36, 40 kids. Mm-hmm. Full tuition. They don't pay. Amazing. They don't pay at all. That's they, amazing. And the kids don't just get dance training. They get, like, they are taught how to work their resumes. They're taught mm-hmm. how to talk in professional settings. Yeah. And, like, that resource and that information. Yeah. And Nigel and Chanel, uh, mm-hmm. Nigel Campbell, uh, Chanel De Silva, mm-hmm. they were the 2004 mm-hmm. Presidential Scholars of Young Arts, and they have come back to New York after having their own careers, yeah. coming back to New York and creating this for these students. That's awesome. So when I'm saying giving back, I also like, my homies, I'm like, which I need, they're like, yo, we need you to teach, cool, I'm there. Yeah. So sometimes it's not always me starting something. Sometimes it's always just realizing if your friends are starting something, supporting the community. Yes. Because if we support each other, then we all go up together. Yeah. And then, like, when we're at the top, then we, like, have more room and more hands to, to reach up. down and pump up. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. I'm so excited about this. <laughs> Alrighty, so we are wrapping up. A parting word of advice and how can dancers connect with you? Oh, uh... IG, uh, mm-hmm. Facebook. Uh, my Instagram handle is Malik M A L E E K underscore Washington. Um, and my Facebook. Well, you might have to go to my second page because my first page is full. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Malik Washington to like two eyes. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Numa. Um, I'll put them in the comments for you guys. Yeah. Besides mm-hmm. that, uh, what a word of advice for us. Come, come through to see a show. Come, mm-hmm. come see us perform. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and we're at the Joyce uh, February fifth through the tenth. Camille A. Brown and Dancers. We're mm-hmm. performing Ink, which is a um, look at the uh, black experience um, through love, uh, mm-hmm. life, and uh, dance. Uh, parting words of advice: uh, Be you. Be unapologetically unpo- you. Um, I think when you do that, more people can. Uh, respect and take you in um and the people that don't you don't want them around you you know if they're not progressing with you you got to watch your circle i have like the biggest circle in the world but i love everybody in my circle and they know i love them um yeah be you you. enjoy your flaws yeah all right guys so thank you so 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 much this was amazing and um dancing elephants guys Check check this guy out. Connect with him. Um, send him your questions. He's an amazingly down to earth person. If you have questions, he's an amazing person to connect with. I hope you guys enjoyed this as much as I did. Yeah. And see you guys later. Peace. Do you have comments, questions, or want to share your unique experience? Check the episode cliff notes to shoot me a message. We want to hear from you. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast and you've learned some new things and mostly connected with the process and experiences of these amazing dancers. See you next time.